Hi there, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and it's Wednesday, November 4th. We all know what day it is simply because it's the day after the freaking election or day two of the freaking election, let's say that. So it's Wednesday, November 4th and I'm Joycelyn Wells. So let's get started. Hey honey, hey Keisha. So let's get started. Three cheers of joy. My first cheer of joy is that um, I'm still doing my yoga. <laughs> so my first cheer, Joy, I'm still doing my yoga. It's feeling pretty good. I'm getting, you know, into it. You guys know once I start, I'm really into it. So that's my first cheer of joy to still doing my yoga. My second cheer of joy is I'm in a, a squat challenge and this is day four. So I've completed every day of the squat challenge thus far. And then tomorrow is day five and then there's a day of rest. So it's not so bad because I did a squat challenge about three months ago. Now I'm doing it with a, a group and it's pretty decent. We're having a good time, some great video and people are posting and making comments and stuff about it. So that's my second cheer of joy is participating in the squat challenge. So cheers to that. Um, my third cheer of joy is, hmm, what have I done? Oh, um, I went to dinner last Saturday with a colleague. That was kind of fun because I had already decided that I was not leaving the house on Saturday. And I was like, I'm not brushing my teeth. I'm not taking a bath. I'm not taking my slumber cap off. I was just going to be in the house chilling. And then she called me and asked me if I wanted to meet for dinner. So I was like, Perfect. <laughs> so I met her for dinner last Saturday and that was kind of fun because we're really cool at work. And then we got to spend some time outside of work and I just enjoy being with her just the same. So my third cheer of joy is spending some time with one of my colleagues outside of work. So my first cheer of joy was um, still doing my yoga, feeling really good too. So I was actually thinking this morning I should set up my camera and let my camera roll while I'm doing my yoga. It's a little live because it's not this tra traditional yoga um, that people, that, you know, like the yogis do. This is just a lay person moving to whatever feels good to her body. And I think that it will be really good for other people to see because it gives you a little bit of confidence to just move to where your body feels good instead of moving to, um, what you think you should be doing. So I may, I may set up a video and watch that. I mean, live stream that live. So that's my yoga. And then my second is that I'm competing in a squat challenge, which the squat challenge is not only good for my ass and my thighs, it's so good for my knee. My left knee feels like crap usually. And when I start doing the squats, my knees stop aching and stop cracking snap crackle pop right so it stops and it just makes me feel a whole lot better and um so i'm really grateful for that and then i went to have lunch with a colleague that's my third cheer of joy so cheers to three cheers of joy and tonight i'm having poppy pinot grigio so it's still the poppy line but i got the pinot grigio and the reason i got the pinot grigio is because i purchased all of the chardonnay so they had one Chardonnay, one Pinot Grigio, and I got the Pinot Grigio. And, and it's not bad. You know, it's really not bad. So that's what I'm drinking tonight.
on another tip with um sponsors i have a new uh sponsor to drip my lips i call it lip drip and some really cool pink well this is i don't know the name of it because you just sent it to me so i'm wearing it now and it's pink as hell right to me i don't really do a lot of pinks so i had to um i put it on and it was pink pink and um then i put some gloss on top of it because maybe it's supposed to be a matte but i wasn't feeling it in the matte so i put some pink on and so now it's not so bad what do you guys think All right it's i mean it's definitely pink so there's no getting around. It's pink on the tube. It's pink on my lips. It's fucking pink. So um, I got this and I'm wearing it. So I'll be wearing a different one every week. But I don't know how I feel about it. It's pink as hell, right? Look, I put a little bit on. Look how pink I look. <laughs> I look like those um, caricatures where people are making fun of women. And they've got on crazy pink lipstick. That's how I feel like I look with the pink. So maybe she'll send me some deeper, richer colors than the pink. But it's still, it feels good going on. And you guys know I'm really conservative with my lips. So it could just be me. It may not look as bad as I think it does, but it's pink as fuck. So, but, um, but that's my lip drip and it's called liquid lingerie and it's one of my new, well, thank you. It's one of my sponsors and, um, I'm just going to rock it out. So I'll be wearing a little pink this week and next week, maybe I'll have on something else. I keep looking at myself in the camera. Like, what do you think? It's a little pink. It's okay. I'm gonna live. Um, probably something darker for me because I don't wear it much. So I don't really know. I just put this shit on. <laughs> so I can't tell if it's good or bad. I just put it on. Um, so uh, let's see, what else? So I got my wine, my poppy. I'm drinking my wine out of, my course, my 50 Years of Joy, my Steffi made by STM Specialties, which sponsors our segment on Facebook Post of the Week. So the Facebook Post of the Week brought to you by stmspecialties.com. And I only have a couple. We did a um, mock election at work, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So in our mock election, Joe Biden won as president, and we were really excited about it. And so we have a really kind of small campus, and we did a little mock election, you know, so that the kids would have an opportunity to vote. And, you know, some of the adults can could have an opportunity to vote. And the prop the the funny thing about the whole mock election is that it's probably really similar to a real election because some people didn't want to vote. Some people only wanted to vote for the amendments and not the president. And then we did have a few people who voted for um, our current president, Donald Trump. And so it was, I was one of the voting chairs. So of course, as I'm going through reading all of the, um, looking at the ballots, I was trying to figure out who voted for Trump. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who voted for him? But, you know, you don't know because it's anonymous. And it just gave us a kind of a bird's eye view of the process. And you got six people who didn't vote for president at all. And I'm sure we're experiencing that right now, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And then we had others to vote for our current president. And then the majority of people voted for Biden. So he won. And then we had a couple of amendments on there that was strictly to the campus, like, 
wearing spirit or casual wear on Fridays? Would you like that? Yes or no? And then how about having a microwave in the cafeteria for student use? So we did, you know, we had some amendments on there for the kids and, you know, and that was, they both went over really well. And the kids really liked the idea of being able to bring food and microwave it or microwave the food that they get or whatever, because we are in a pandemic. So they get a lot of sandwiches um, for lunch. Um, but the process went well and everybody was pleased that we had the process to happen. Uh, so I was, I, you know, and that was a little brainchild of mine. I just do that sometimes. I have amazing ideas sometimes. Don't know where they come from. I just follow up with them. And um, so we did that. Let's see. One of the Facebook posts of the week that I had from this week, it says, if 2020 was a drink, what would it be? And the answer, a colonoscopy prep. <laughs> you know, you have that big gallon jug of stuff that you drink before you go get your colon, your colonoscopy. They said that's what 2020 would be if it was a drink. <laughs> I thought that was funny as hell. So I was dying. I I really thought that was funny. Because it's true, this this year has been kind of sucky, right? It's kind of been like, damn, like give it a break. Um, let's see what else. Okay, and then this one is by uh, Tanya Johnson Mack. She made a post that said, stop breaking yourself down into bite-sized pieces to serve others. Stay whole and let them choke. And y'all know, I talk about that on Joy Exposed every week. Just be yourself. Like, stop trying to, don't minimize who you are to make somebody around you feel like they're great or they're better. And we have a, we have a tendency to do that because we try to give people power. We want to empower them. We want them to think that they're great. We want them to believe that they're great. And a lot of times it means that we subject ourselves to less than and don't do that. So that was a post from Tanya Johnson Mack. And I really like that because I spent years doing that. Like, well, I know I'm great, but I'm a hold back on some of my greatness because I need for him to feel like a man or the man or this or that or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Who gives a fuck, right? But I did it and I don't knock it. I did it. I did. I thought it was the right thing to do. And then you realize you're suffocating yourself for the sake of somebody else. And that's not how that works. So that seeing that reminded me of that. It reminded me of me in doing that. And it also reminded me that I don't do it anymore. I'm just going to be myself. It's either all good or it's not all good. But whatever it is, this is who the fuck I am. And cheers to that. And these are the Facebook posts of the week brought to you by STM Specialties. I think I probably have another one in here, too. I just have so much stuff going on in my dang on brain. Y'all ever feel like that? Ooh, I am having a moment with that. So let me see if I can find anything else that I had saved. I save articles and all kinds of stuff that I want to go back um, and read from my Facebook post of the week. Um, but I, I'll save that for another time because it's almost over now. But anyway, so how about this freaking election? Are you guys over it? I'm not over it. Like, I can't. I'm excited that Biden is in the lead with electoral votes. I'm excited for the analysis of what it looks like for Biden to win. 
I'm excited that the numbers are closing the gaps in other states like Georgia, like Georgia's Trump. But the more they go through and count those Fulton County, DeKalb County, the more they go through and count those um, vote, those uh, ballots, the numbers are getting closer and closer. I'm excited for that. Like, yay, let's have, let's get Biden out. I mean, let's get Trump out of that fucking White House. And that's going to be a mess all on its own. I think like the Coast Guard or Navy or somebody's going to have to go get him out of there because he's not going to leave on his own. He doesn't want to. He feels like he doesn't have to. And like it's his um, like it's his own personal playground and he can do whatever he wants. So uh, I just feel like. I'm just ready for him to be gone and just listening to his comments and threats and trying to dictate and move things the way that he wanted. I'm just like, God damn it. So first of all, Trump is an issue for me because his personality is an issue for me. I'll say that. And it it doesn't mean anything direct on him because people are who they are. But for me, his personality is a problem. Here's the other thing with this election is that we now see, regardless of what we ever thought, we now see that the United States is about 50-50 on bullshit personalities and racist crap and oppression people for, you know, that's a, it's about 50-50. So it's like, wow, I thought we were doing much better than that. But we really aren't. And I think that with this election, so many people have gone out to vote. They're saying that so this is the most we've ever seen go out to vote. Like this is even in the early voting, the no, people, the number of people who voted in early voting in Texas was greater than everybody who voted in Texas in the last election. So this is some this is a real election for everybody. And it's it, and it's high time that we're tired of the. It's high time that we're tired of the crap. And we saw it today when Trump made his speech about trying to stop people from counting votes somewhere else. And he's doing all this. And Joe Biden came on and made his speech and he was just calm. He's like, I'm not saying I'm the winner, but I'm packing my suitcase. (laughs) He didn't say that exactly, but he's just like, Count every vote. Like there should be no question in what's happening right now. And that's the, for me, that's the kind of comfort you seek in your country when your president is calm and comforting and telling you that everything is going to be okay. That's what I seek. And that is, that felt good to me listening to Biden today. It's like, okay. And I said that a few, gosh, when was that he did a, was it a debate? I don't think it was a debate. Maybe it was just a speech. I felt like he was saying, I'm home. Oh, wow. It felt like saying, I'm home. And my mom just made a post and said, just commented in the chat and said, news reported that Joe Biden has more votes than any presidential candidate in history. We are ready. We are ready. Like we need something and everybody knows we need something. And everybody is like, get out and vote. And I'm I'm pleased with the number of people that got out to vote. And I've stressed that with my daughter and her husband and my daughter and my other daughter, her boyfriend. And I'm just like, you got to go vote. You got to go vote. You got to go vote. And 
because those are my direct contact people, you know, like in all those calls and texts and emails and whatever. And, you know, it's finally now we're just like at day, the end of day two, and we still don't have a clear choice of who um, our president is, but we feel it, right? We feel it and we see it and we're just waiting. We're not going to go and kick up dust and try to fight and have crazy caravans to block people. And because that's not what we do. That's not what we do. It's not, it's not in our nature. And that, you know, that's the thing that's kind of funny is that a lot of times white America is so afraid of black America. And I think it's because they're thinking like, what if black America did to us what we've done to them? So the fear isn't anything that has happened from black America. The fear is the behavior in them. So what if my behavior comes back and bites me in my ass? What And that's the fear. So it has nothing to do with me or this person or this person or this person or this black person or this black person or this. It has to do with how I see myself, the evil that, not me personally, but white America, how I see myself, the evil that we've done, the bullshit that has happened. What if we go do it? What if they come do it to us? And that's some shit to think about. Because if you thought about the evil that you put out on other people, if you think about the evil that you put out on other people coming back on you, you're probably less likely to go fuck with people when you're thinking, oh my gosh, it could come back on me. So that, and we're not, and we're not like them. We're not like them. We are calm and docile and nurturing. We're not that's not us, but it's out there and people want to hang on to what if it happens to us. So we have to really kind of pay attention to who we are and understand that this is the time of the evolution. This is the process, the opportunity that the greatness is we can become the majority. And we have to figure that piece out. Because it's the older population that's stuck in a space. But when you think about the children, the millennials, the Gen Z, when you think about them coming along, they're more fluid in their movement with each other. And they're definitely more aware of the presence of each other and accepting. So they're like the evolution of all of this. And that's what we need to focus on, raising our children giving our children the tools. And if people out there who don't vote, and I've heard the conversation, why vote? It's going to be the worst worst of two evils, both of them this, and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, damn, if you can't see anything in it for yourself, can you see something for your children? Like, can you vote and say, I'm going to choose this candidate to vote for because they're more likely to do something for my children? But those are the people that are locked in their own space of self. And, you know, we, we may not feel the effects necessarily of this president. We may not feel it. The kids will, but we may not. We're already in here. We already know, like, we're looking forward to retirement. We're looking forward to, we already kind of know where we're going to be and what we're going to do. It's our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids that will feel the effects of this. And it's our responsibility to make sure that it is available, that the world is available to them. 
And not, I mean, and you think about the people who've been voting for Trump out of all the shit that he's done, lying about the pandemic. Like, what the hell? This is, my God, a pandemic? People are dying. The numbers are increasing right now. Right now, the numbers are still increasing. And people are okay and forgiving of that? What kind of people are these? And I mean, I know like all kinds of people and I've worked with people and and I don't have any ill feelings towards anyone. Like I'm not torturing anybody because of the way they choose to vote. Whether they choose to vote or not vote, whatever. Your vote is your private business. But it's like, damn it, do something. Like, does humanity mean anything to you? Like, do you want to take care of anybody? Or is it just you? And if it's just you, then it's going to be a short stint. You're not going to last for long. And your children have to live here. Whether you go on or not, your children are still going to be here. So I'm, you know, I'm just really excited about the results of the election. And um, I, they said it's going to be a couple of states to close out tonight. So I'm going to look forward to it. I was excited today about Wisconsin and Michigan. You know, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think Michigan was initially projected for Trump, or was it Wisconsin? One of them was initially projected for Trump and then it flipped to Biden and they called it and it's like, yeah, you know, so it's kind of setting up a pathway to victory and we need a pathway to victory. We need a place that we have a president, we have a strong leader, we have a positive, someone who wants something good and everybody won't get everything that they want. That's not how it works. That's not what it's about to be the president. It's just that Here's someone that's in, taking a position to take care of the whole house, not just the bedrooms, but the whole house. That means the bathrooms, the basement, the closets, the whole house. We're going to take care of the whole house. So I'm excited about that. And I'm just, let's get this election underway. And this poor president, this damn Trump, he is going to have a temper tantrum for sure, trying to figure out how to stay in there. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah, Clarissa, I saw that Georgia is super close. And as they're counting out um, Fulton and DeKalb County, it's closing. It's, it's closing. Very much the gap is closing. So I'm excited about it. Like, yes, we, I'm, I, I just feel like people got up and went to vote. Like, li like, literally, people got up and went to vote. That's how you know that. When people are looking for, and, and usually people rely on other people to make the process work. But this time, people fucking voted. I wasn't even mad. When those people sent me text messages, are you voting? I'm like, I'm going to vote as soon as the early voting. I was responding to all their little messages. Thank you for reaching out to me because I appreciate them working because a lot of it is volunteer. And if they were getting paid, it wasn't very much, but they it was important for them to make those calls, make the calls, send the text, send the email. It was important to them. And I, so I responded to all of it and I treated them with dignity and respect. And when I had a, a, an option to opt out, after I responded, I opted out. I've already voted. Thanks for checking in. Have a good day. <laughs> Stop. You know, like I'm sending the message because I, I remember years ago, I started working at the polls. Um, 
for, I did it for like the season. I worked at the polls because I felt like I needed to have um, a hands on to the process. And it's a thankless place to be. And they weren't paying very much money when I did it. And I'm sure that they still aren't. It's a thankless place to be. And people are rude and they're mean. And, and you know, it takes a lot to just be like, hey, you know, how are you? You know, just kind of talk people through it and not take it take it on the chin, you know, somebody's being rude to you, but it's a lot. It's a lot that goes on with it. And this year people showed out, people showed out and they went and damn voted, whether they did the absentee ballot or walked up and waited and went to early voting, whatever people were not playing. People were not playing. So we have to just be grateful for that. And we're going to ride this process out we're going to ride it out and we're going to wait till these results roll in and we're going to sit and watch with dignity and all of the respect that we have as this plays out. And we have to trust the process and the constitution and maybe the constitution wasn't directly written for me, but I'm not going to take myself out of it. I fit into it. I'm a free black woman and I'm a citizen of this country and damn it, the constitution is mine. It's for me. Like, so I, I, I'm not writing myself out of any equation. I just talked about that a few minutes ago. I'm not writing myself out of an equation. I'm not making myself less than to satisfy the whim of somebody else. You privileged, I'm privileged too. So what the fuck? Let's do it. And, and, and it's so funny because I remember a black guy asked me if I was going to teach my son about white supremacy. And I was like, no. He's like, you're not going to teach him about white supremacy. And I was like, what about it? You know, that it exists and, you know, that he'll never be considered as I was like, you think I'm going to teach me. This how you know me, free black woman, American. You think I'm going to teach my son, young black male, American, that somebody's better than him because of the color of his skin? Fuck no, I'm not teaching my son that. I'm not even having that conversation with my son. Because when me, my conversation with my son is, you are absolutely amazing. You are the greatest that ever did it. You are, and I speak powerful life into him. You think I'm going to take it from him? So I'm going to be a what, a slave to the system? You want me to enslave a black man because of, hell no. No. It's my son. It's my baby. You think I'm a, no, I'm not. I'm going to tell him he's great. And I've also told him that you are great. And if what you have somebody wants, they will compete with you and they will take it. You will give it to them when they're greater than you. But otherwise, you walk that walk and you talk that talk. And I'm going to make sure that I give you all the skills that I can give you to do that shit. But I'm not going to teach him that he's less than somebody. Not going to do it. Out of fear, out of conditioning, out of nothing, I won't. This world belongs to him. And I have two daughters. That's right, Clarissa. He'll learn what he needs to know. That's I'm not setting him up to fail. That's right. Not at all. And I've got two daughters, 26 and 24. And you think for one moment that I've raised them to think that they aren't free black women? Shit. No, I will not. I won't do it. And I don't even know where that, that boldness in me 
knowing that I'm free. I'm, I'm knowing that. I'm not teaching that to my children. I'm not. And I and not not that anybody is better than anybody. It's just that they're not less than anybody. We're all people. We're all humans with some humanity and some understanding and recognizing that your path is your path and your walk is your walk. You do you. Everybody else will fall into place. It doesn't mean you're greater than or better than. It means that you were chosen and you are the best you. That's it. People fall into place. It's enough people to write themselves out. And my children won't be the children to write themselves out. They won't be that one. No, because I'm not going to give them. I'm not even writing that into them. I'm not going to talk that to them. They need to know they're the best. And here we are, you know, it's the 21st century and they're 20-somethings. They still got 60, 70, 80 years to live, right? They got stuff to do. Don't question, walk your walk, do you? In any realm, any realm, black, white, Asian, Mexican, Italian, it doesn't matter. You are free black woman, American, do you? And be bold in it. I mean, what's somebody going to tell you? You're not? How's somebody going to tell you you're not free? But you got my papers? Wait, you know somebody had the papers of my ancestors? But they ain't got the papers to me. So, fuck you. Keep it moving. Sorry. So, that's a big deal for me. And I think that the more that we realize it, the more that we understand what our freedom means to us and the opportunities. And that's the, that's the thing I talked about briefly today and I had a meeting and I'd start talking about it. It's like, this whole thing is like a game. It's like, how do you play the game of life? And that's a literal game, right? How do you play the game of life? What do you do to put yourself in a power position? Many times people are complacent with having a job. I get a job, I make some money, I can keep my house, I can get a house, I can do. But when things happen and the job goes away and you become antiquated or obsolete in the job, what do you do? We have our body, forget people, our body requires that we're constantly learning. Our body requires, our brain requires constant motion and learning and not rep, not repetitive. Now think repetitive hand gestures get you what carpal tunnel repetitive brain motions get you Alzheimer's. Anything repetitive puts you at risk for something. So the key is how do you use your brain in different ways often to lower your chances of Alzheimer's? And that's to learn. Every time you learn something new, you get a new wrinkle. You make your brain think different. You make your body move different. You like all of these things happen. And we that's it. We have to do that. We can't be complacent with making the bills. We can't be complacent with existing. Our body requires us to move and grow and evolve. And if we don't, then we become a victim of our own complacency, right? 
I speak often about being free and I speak often about being on my path because I know that the universe has called for me to do something. Do I know exactly what it is? No, I'm just kind of flitting along, picking flowers as I go. <laughs> Cause I don't know, but I know that no one's being hurt in the process. I'm not hurting anybody. And I feel like I'm in a good place because there are opportunities for me to grow along the way, right? That's that's my focus. How do I get to being of my purpose? How do I get to be, how does God get to make use of me? How do I become what the universe, when I was chosen, when I was selected to be here from my mother, my young mother and my young dad and their fleeting moment of intimacy in the backseat of a car, I think. <laughs> I don't know, my mom's gonna kill me. I don't know where it happened. But in that moment when the universe decided, we're gonna take her, this is who we're gonna come. This is gonna come, she's gonna come here and we're gonna make use of her. Now I have to figure out what is it that you want from me? Why was I chosen and not somebody else? I mean, you got one egg and like 40 million sperm. Out of one egg and one sperm, there's me. Or it could have been 40 million other people, right? Because none of the DNA is the same. So what am I supposed to do? And that's where I am. I'm figuring it out. But I've figured out as much to know that I'm not supposed to be weighted down and burdened by somebody else's something. And I will tell y'all something about me. I don't know if I've shared this before or not. One, I only hear out of one ear. And it's not a very, I don't hear very good out of the other, the ear that I can hear, I don't hear very well. I can't see. I wear contact lenses, legally blind without them. I've been wearing glasses since I was in 10th grade. Probably could have started in about the sixth. And I'm clumsy. Like, so these are, I don't know if they're shortcomings or not, but they're a part of who I am. I can't afford to sit up and think, boy, if I could see better. If I didn't have to wear glasses or contact lenses, I could such and such. Or if I could hear better, I could such and such. That shit don't make no sense. This is my bag of goods. This is what, <laughs> this is my bag of goods. And this is what I am, right? This is me. So I have to embrace all of this of me. So what I figured out is with my limited vision and my limited hearing, my senses are keen as a mother trucker. Like I can pick up on people and their energies and situations and my intuition, man, that's something, that's boss. Like some stuff can happen and I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'll see y'all later. And I can leave a situation. And then I hear about it later. Somebody got shot, somebody got hurt. This happened, this happened. My senses, I pick up on it quick, right? So I have to look at that in its entirety for me. What is it about me? So we all have our own thing. We And there's no perfect. There's nobody's perfect. We have to understand who we are and operate in that capacity to get to greatness. And that's where I am. But I'm 51 and I'm doing it. And I've been learning a long time. I've been trying to figure it out trying to figure it out. Me too, Clarissa. I always sense the change and get it out of there, right? So 
That's what we all have to do. And we have to look at each other and respect each other's how they are. And I can't say shortcomings or deficits or because hell, it's not in our control. But you let me tell you what I can do. When I get in the bed at night and I put my good ear in the pillow, I don't hear nothing. <laughs> I sleep like sound sleep. I can sleep so well when I put my good ear in that pillow. I'm done, right? And think about this. To be able to go to sleep, my contacts are out, so I can't see. My good ear is in the pillow. I can't hear. Do you know how much trust that is and that the universe is going to keep me safe? Like, think of that. How much trust am I putting in the universe to keep me safe while I sleep and rejuvenate and get ready for the next day? That's saying that I recognize my place, that I'm supposed to be here and I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's not a lot of bullshit happening around me. It's not. So that's a big deal for me. And I'm probably pretty spoiled in that because when I can't sleep all night, if something happens and wakes me up, then I'm annoyed like a brat. I didn't sleep all night. And da, da, da. <laughs> that's me being bratty. But otherwise, I sleep really well. And I get a good night's sleep. And I wake up in the morning bright-eyed, right, ready. So we have to look at ourselves and appreciate who we are and what we are. And I I had a conversation at work and I was talking about how if I could just get rid of my tummy, my daughter told me not to talk about my tummy. My, uh, but that was my conversation. I just can't lose weight to lose my tummy. I can't lose it. And uh, one of my colleagues told me, well, you can't have everything. Maybe your tummy is the thing to keep you alert. Maybe that's the thing that keeps you human, that keeps you aware. And I thought about it. Well, that's right, because I can't. Because think of if as accepting as I am of me, and I had a flat tummy too, baby, it would be on a pippin. <laughs> I would be at the 55 plus community, like car party in my room, come to my apartment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that is my thing. I focus a lot on my size and my weight and I exercise and I do my yoga. I talk about it all the time. But even in doing those things, I still have to think of how it takes care of my brain, how it takes care of my heart, how it takes care of my body. And I have to stay in some kind of shape so that I can continue to be a gift, uh, be of purpose to the universe. So I know I got off on a tirade because I was talking about the election and then I started talking about how important you are to the universe, like why you were chosen to be here. And the election is secondary to your existence. We just happen to live here in the United States where we're citizens and this is the our social construct of how we do things. But you and your own right of being of purpose to the universe is independent of that. And you got to be able to separate the two. You do your civic duty and you do your worldly or your gift. You have to tap into your gifts so you can be of purpose. So that's a big deal to me. And I move very fluid in that. I I do. I move very fluid in it, very self-assured. And no one, there's no one that I'm going to say that I recognize as better than me. 
I mean, there are people who have achieved more than me and there are people who has, and everybody has a gift different than mine, but I'm not shortchanging me when I was chosen to. I'm not going to shortchange me. And I was chosen to be here just as well. So, you know, that's a big deal. We have to look at it like that. We have a gift and we have to fall into it, find it however it takes, whatever it takes. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. People don't want to talk about the fact that they have a gift. Because if you know you have a gift, then you have an obligation. But if you don't know or you act like you don't, then you what the fuck ever. And that happens a lot too. People don't want to know they got some work to do. And we do. And whatever it is. And we have to respect each other enough to allow, um, we have to respect each other enough to allow other people to live their gift without imposing on somebody else. Like, it's not like, I have a gift and I'm, and everybody needs to contribute to my gift. That's not how that works. I have a gift, you have a gift, you find your way, I'll find my way. We'll intersect along the way. We'll intersect and we'll share with each other and spend time together and we'll keep it moving. But no gift is greater than the other. And when my time to go, when I it's my time to die and move on to the next round, I got a whole situation, baby. I want to be cremated. I want my ashes spread in several different places, baby. I got it all in here. My human self is planning this while my spiritual self will be going on to the next shit. Like, we out here. We did what we're supposed to do. We out. Peace. Right? And you have to be not afraid of it, not afraid of death, not afraid of moving on to the next place. And I think you get to that when you understand that you're living in your gift and you're doing everything you can to get there. And that means a lot to me. And that's why I am the way that I am and I move the way that I am and I do the podcast because shit, I can talk about all kinds of stuff on my podcast and it helps me to talk through situations and stuff that happen. Speaking of, I'm going to move on real quick. So I told y'all last week or the week before I had a friend, we were friends for years and, um, she chose to exit our friendship. And so let me tell you about the thing about it is that like she chose to exit our friendship because one she said I had too much stuff going on in my life I had too much stuff going in my life and she didn't have a place for me well first of all my daughter was working in a career that I didn't necessarily like but I had to be there to support her because she was my daughter and I've talked about that before she was working as a dancer as an entertainer so that was going on I had to, I was moving here to Lakeland I was um, wanting to be involved with the man who was married. So I'm not knocking that. I, I enjoyed being in his presence and I enjoyed being him, with him. But at the time he was married. So these are things that were happening in my life. So my job had ended. I had all this upheaval. Well, she decided that I had too much stuff going on in my life and that she didn't have a place for me in her life. So she exited our friendship. Now, I respect adults who make decisions. So she wasn't interested in being in my life anymore, me being friends with her. So I said, okay. And she left our friendship. That was okay. Okay. And that was tough for me because that left me with very few friends, right? Like even one maybe. And then the guy that I was interested in, you know, so it wasn't like a lot of people, but it did force me in a space of understanding that 
I had to figure me out even with all this stuff. <clears throat> and I don't usually have a lot of bullshit happening in my life. I'm even, even Steven. That's how I operate. I'm even. So I don't have a lot of chaos and stuff in my life. But at the time with my daughter's one decided to start her family, so she's pregnant. The other is dancing in the club. I'm moving. You know, all this stuff is happening, you know, at a time when you need a friend. So she decided that she didn't want to be friends anymore. And I said, okay. And she exited the friendship. So fast forward the other day. She sent me, well, hold on. In March, my girlfriend Carmen passed away. And... um that was really tough. But this other friend during that time sent me a message trying to explain why she left, why she did what she did. But I'm dealing with, I'm grieving the death of another friend. So how the fuck I'm going to be open to some other stuff, right? Like, so I didn't ever even respond. I don't even know if I ever read it and I never went back to read it because it was irrelevant. So don't take a grief moment to try to state your case of what? So I just left it alone. I didn't, whatever. So anyway, the other night I get a message from her and she says, hey, how are you? I said, I'm fine. How are you? I, I ain't mad. Shit, it's been four, almost five years. What am I be mad for? I said, I'm fine. How are you? She said, I'm fine. Uh, life is good. And I said, well, good. Right? She said, I want to run something by you. And I said, what's up? Go for it. Well, I would like to travel when the world becomes safe again. Now, everybody know I like to travel. That's my shit. That's what I do. Wanderlust. That's me. Read maps like books. Like I travel. That's it ain't even I vacation. I travel. It's a part of my lifestyle. It's what I do. So she said, when the world is better, I'd like to travel. So I'm reading. I read some more. Said, I was wondering if you would consider being my travel buddy. What? You, who didn't have a space for me, wants me to be your travel buddy? So I started typing a response because y'all listen to me every week. I'm a fucking talker. Like, that's what I do. I'm a communicator. So I started typing a response. I'm not opposed to that. However, I'm in the process of moving and I'll be planning a wedding. And I start typing this. And then I said, rewind. I erased all of that. And I said, okay. Now, the reason for me saying, <laughs> the reason, that's right, Tamara. I know you fucking lying. No, ma'am. So the reason I said, okay, is because I thought about it. The world will be safe in what, three, four years? Because we're in a pandemic and it's getting worse. We have countries shutting down, so it's getting worse. And travel is a way to talk and get me into a conversation. So I realized even then, she wanted to pull me in a place of conversation just to get access to me, right? If I was like, oh, well, where do you want to go? That would be great. Da 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 da. And it still wasn't a genuine why I left 
what like what I did was wrong. Not even justifying why, but I just was like, no, I'm not explaining. I'm not explaining anything. And I'm definitely not giving her any access to what I have going on. And it goes to show that when I needed her, she couldn't be available. But when she needs me, there's an expectation that I'm available. You get what I'm saying? So it's like I've been through her with her through so much stuff. Like, shit, the whole time we've been together, there's been stuff. And I use I, I'm fancy free. Like, I just do me. Like, this is my personality. My mom is listening. My mom can tell you. Joycelyn just do what the fuck she's gonna do. My mom knows that. This is how I operate. And it's like now that you've decided you couldn't be there for me. Now you want something that you know I'm fluid in. You want to know if I'll be a travel buddy. And that was, I, I, you know, she even followed up my okay with, we always traveled so well together. I travel well anyway. Like I travel by myself. Well, <laughs> Like that's what I do. So that just kind of caught me off guard and it made me realize that people really will come to you with their fucking wants. Like not understanding that their wants have nothing to do with you. It's just their wants of you. And the expectation is that you respond and give them what they want. And I don't, I, I don't like that. I just literally, I don't, I just didn't like it. I didn't like that she came to me with that. And I know I'm not going to travel internationally for probably two, three years. I know that. And I also know that I'm in the process of starting my life with faceless love and moving and I got all of this stuff going on. So, but she has access to none of that because she couldn't be in my life when I needed a girlfriend. When a girlfriend that I had poured into, right? That I had poured into and I'd given so much to. And when I needed, then she couldn't do that. So, you know, I just, I had to think about it because we feel because of the way relationships are set up, we feel compelled to run to those safe spaces, those relationships that felt good and we remember them and they needed us and we, we feel compelled to run to them. But the truth of the matter is, Sometimes people write themselves out your fucking life. Let them write themselves out. Don't You don't have to let them back. They want to come back because they understand that there was so much good shit here. There was so much power in that relationship. But I left because I was selfish. I only wanted what I wanted. I didn't see them as a person. I saw them as, I didn't see them as a me filling their cup, I saw them as they're, they're filling my cup, right? And we have to understand that when people leave your life, let them leave. Whatever kind of relationship, male, female, 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 all that relationship shit is important to me. And truth be told, you guys know I was married to my ex-husband for years. He just went through a difficult time and I desperately wanted to reach out to make sure he was okay. He treated me like shit. I left because he treated me like shit. But because of the way that I thought about, the way that I thought about him of all those years, 
and recognizing that he needed or what he needed or the goodness I saw in him that he couldn't see for himself. And I still felt like I wanted to reach out. But now, had I reached out, how are you, whatever, whatever, his ex-wife would have been on some, I mean, his wife would have been on some, well, what's she calling for? It would have been a whole dramatic thing when I'm speaking from a genuine place of, I've known you your whole life. I just want to make sure you're okay. So, but he don't give a shit about that. You give a fuck that I want to know if he's okay. That's my issue. That's my compassion. That's my idea of what friendships and relationships are. And it doesn't play out like that with everybody. And you're right, Clarissa, good riddance. And we have to let people go. We have to let them go and get get out of our lives. We have to release them. And that's a, I struggle with that because I don't make a lot of, I have, I'm 51 and I have not made a lot of those interpersonal connections. I always say I'm weird or quirky or whatever. I haven't made a lot of those connections. So the people that I know and the people that I've shared with and the people I call friends, I believe they're my fucking friends. Like I, it's like, well, what do you mean you don't have a place for me? What does that mean? <laughs> Is that an option? I didn't know that was a choice. Like, what does that mean? I literally am that friend that is the friend like that's me like what do you need can i do it can i fix it can i help it can i can i can what can i do that's me as the friend and when when they end when the relationships end the friendships end you really have to kind of step back and think well what did i miss and the truth of the matter is i haven't missed anything i didn't miss anything anything i've ever done i did it out of the goodness of me it's what I wanted to do. I didn't do it so somebody could do something back for me. Uh, right. So Stephanie said, I have a friend that decided to walk out of my life. And it's her, it hurts and it's confusing, but life goes on. And it does. Life does go on. But we are stuck processing why they left out, why they walked out. But the, the key for me is respecting adult decisions. If an adult makes a decision to leave, respect that. Don't try to make them do something else. Don't respect it because they're the ones that have to come back and figure that shit out. They have to figure it out. Not you, not me. They got to go through once they get over whatever, they're going to be like, wow, that really was a good friend. And wow, that was what do I, how do I get it back? How do I, what do I do to get that goodness back in my life? And that's really difficult for me. It, I mean, it really is because I've, I can go back to grade school with girlfriends I was in elementary school with and know that we were good friends and whatever the situation was that we stopped talking or we, I, I'm still like, Hey, cause I don't, I don't process that. Like, I just don't, I don't have any ill intention for anyone. I don't, whether it's men or women or, and hell, if you've read any of my books, you know, I don't have any ill intention for men, <laughs> not men that I've known and shared with. Cause I don't, that's not how I operate. I don't do the negative. And I think 
that's why I have a hard time with some of the negativity that's spewing right now in our pandemic, this election process, this chaos, because I don't, I don't do the evil. I just don't. I'm just like, okay. And I keep it moving. I don't wish anybody any ill feelings. And with my girlfriend coming back and asking me, yeah, the art of next, right. When my girlfriend coming asking me if I would be her travel buddy, that puts me in a space of understanding that she needs me. So she wants to do something, but she needs me because I was the person who gave her access to those things. I was the person who told her that it was okay to do it, right? So she knows there was freedom in the relationship. Now she understands that, which is the same as my ex-husband. I gave him things. I made him access to things. That's who I am. I don't, I'll travel fearless. I travel like whatever, but people who take, 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 take and misuse and misuse and misuse, they don't understand like, damn, that was a powerful force in my life and I need it back. How do I get it back? But for her, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't know that there's anything I'm going to have, to, I'm going to be able to do for her. And I think that the universe will, the universe will dictate it. I don't have to be mean to her and I don't have to give her my ass to kiss. Well, you such, I don't have to do all that. The universe will dictate all of it. The universe will absolutely dictate all of it. And I travel, I travel on my own fine. And I travel fine with my faceless love. And I travel fine with my mom. And I travel fine with my other girlfriend. You know, so I I'm I'm the common denominator. I travel fine, right? She needs that. And she's trying to figure out how to get it because she knows that if that's a part of her life that she's gonna explore. It, I will be the person that made it kept that keeps her safe in it. And so it's really difficult, you know, navigating those relationships and understanding that it's okay to say next and it's okay to bid them a farewell. And it's okay to understand that you were being yourself and they chose to leave. Let them leave. So Stephanie, right. You got to let whoever she is, you got to let her leave because if you were doing what you're supposed to do, then what else were you supposed, what else? You couldn't have done anything different. And there's a level of respect in that for, you know, across the board, even respecting their choice and respecting your choice, right? So, you know, it's hard, you know, and I just wanted to share that because that was really weird for me. I was reading the message like, she gotta be fucking tripping. <laughs> like out of the blue, like what? You know, so. It's a very interesting um, dynamic. It's just a very interesting conversation. Um, and it was a short conversation because I knew that the intention was to draw me into a conversation and I wasn't having a conversation. Like you guys know I've grown so much now that when somebody wants something from me, they need to ask me directly what they want because I'm no longer of the giving. I'm no longer that person that offers. You literally have to ask me what you want. Like, and I'm very specific about that. When somebody contacts me, I ask them, what do you want? How may I help you? Well, I just wanted to say hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, like, hi. Well, why you got to be so formal? 
what the fuck do you want with me? Why are you contacting me? I'm very, because I know when people contact you out of the blue, they want something, whether it's business and they'll tell you up front, hey, I got a business proposition or I want you to publish a book or I want this or how do I buy your book or how do I, they ask you, but other people come sidle around. They just kind of worm their way around waiting for you to give them something. Well, I don't have anything to give. Like you got to ask what you fucking want. I had somebody comment on one of my posts saying they wanted to publish a book or how they were mistreated in prison and blah, 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 blah. I was like, man, gave them my contact information. Let's talk next Monday. Well, they called me and they said in their message, oh, you can call me anytime. What the fuck am I call you anytime for? You wanted information from me about publishing your book. I asked you to call me on Monday. You calling me today. So you already telling me you on some bullshit. So I ended up talking to him and I was like, okay, so um, so you're going to publish a book? Like, you know, you got a writer. Have you started writing? No, I ain't never thought about it to the day. I said, so you need to write your book? Well, I'm going to need somebody to help me. Okay, so how about this? Between now and next Monday, you write up the key things that happen that you think you want to talk about in your book. You write that up. Call me next Monday at four and I can let you know if my company can help you or not, or I can connect you with somebody who will. Funny thing is, I ain't heard nothing else from him because he was on some bullshit. He wanted to call me because who knows? He thought I was pretty. He wanted to talk to me. He wanted fuck. Who knows what? But because I cut that crap off to the business, he didn't know how to respond to that. And I've heard nothing else. So that's how I know I'm not open to nobody's crazy stuff. Tell me exactly what you want or stop talking. Don't come to me with that. So it's 10 o'clock on Wednesday. Let's see what the election results are going to be tonight. So I'm going to watch that for a little bit. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, you can download any past episodes except last week. I ain't even going to talk about that shit. Any past episodes except last week from SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, anywhere you find your podcast, download Joy Exposed. And remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.